Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ninja Turtles Talk Live. That's the name of our show? That's it. Yeah. Welcome back. It's back. We're... We took a little bit of a hiatus. Well, that's, whenever they, when they're online, it's not going to seem like that. We, I, we, it's, we've officially launched the websites up. OldMillennialsRemember.com uh, is where you can find this podcast as well as our flagship show, Old Remember. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. Why do you laugh every time I say flagship show? I was brought onto this show under the impression that I was on the flagship show. I found out <laughs> later that it was not. It, okay, it's the secondary show because the, the, the website is OldMillennialsRemember.com and that podcast is Old Millennials Remember Movies. So that's the, right, I'm just and, saying. And Turtles are a bit of a niche of that. Uh, it's a, it's an offshoot podcast. Of, of that subject. Right. There are previous episodes. If you go onto our website, you can find the first couple episodes of the show. We will be doing it more regularly uh, from this point forward. But, uh, but yeah, you can go check out kind of the beginnings of this podcast. It's called Ninja Turtle Talk. What are we calling it? Ninja Turtle Talk Live. Li- wait, wait, Live? So our producer pointed out that yes. live and live in text look the same, and it's a little confusing. So we're still playing with the title of the show. What? We're still really <laughs> playing with the title? We four, have to commit. Four episodes in, or however many we're at at this point. Okay. Well, it, it's a fluid it's a fluid dynamic. Well, we thought we should record uh, and get going now is a good, as good a time as any because uh, Nickelodeon had just started. Uh, they had a preview episode of their new Ninja Turtle series called Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It premiered uh, as a special preview after the, one of their award shows, and so there's one episode available. There is some more as of July 20th. Yeah, and so 2018, and they'll be, you know they'll be putting out more. There actually is some more content, half episodes available on the website as well. I watched those. Sean did not, but we'll talk a little bit about those as well. So I'd like your perspective on this launch a little bit because it was interesting to me how. We had the Comic-Con trailer release with mm-hmm. a special preview of a, a minute or so of the show. Right. And then 12 hours later, you had the full episode? My understanding was is that they did announce that they were going to do this after the Kids' Choice Sports Awards a week ago. Okay. But I, could, I guess Comic-Con, they played it a little bit differently. Because it doesn't sound like they even aired the episode at Comic-Con, or did they No, not? they didn't. And it, it was available on Nickelodeon at 10.30 or That's a little weird that, that they decided not to... They include it. Yeah. But, I mean, the whole launch of this has been strange for Turtles fans anyway, just because it is so radically different than... Not as strange as watching it. (laughs) It's a... Yeah. I mean, okay, we'll backtrack a little bit. So, Nickelodeon bought the property a few years back. They had a CGI show that was just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I think is very good. They did a nice job with it. It lasted five seasons, and then it um, ended last year. That started in 2012, right? Right, yeah, right. 2012. Um, very good. It has a lot of callbacks uh, to the, the you know the series roots from the cartoons and the comics, from even things that were in the 2003 series. And they, did, they, they, they definitely cared about uh, what fans thought of it, and they cared about including that. There was some, you know, people can debate some of the problems or whatever with it, but... Um, it was still part of that franchise. Um, when they decided to launch this new show, it is uh, 2D... What are you beeping over here? Why don't you learn how to do a podcast? You know what I mean? Got to put it on Do Not Disturb here. I guess. Um, so it, 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 the new show is a, a, a 2D animated show. It uh, looks... It's very colorful. The turtles look very different. We have... Rather than just four of the same type of turtles, we have all the turtles are individually different type of turtles. I can't remember. Maybe you can recall 
Donatello is a soft shell turtle. Yeah, I can't remember the, the species differentiation, but Leonardo has red on his face. Yeah, uh, Raphael's much bigger. He's like a big others. snapping turtle, maybe. One thing that surprised me reading early on was, as you're saying, there there a lot of differentiation in the type of turtle they are. But I remember there being more more emphasis on the size difference. But watching the show. It was Raphael and then the three others. Yeah, Raphael was big, and then the rest of them were all the same size, which I thought was interesting. Um, And it's just, the other thing that's kind of notable is that it's very much not following any previous version of this. We have some characters, but, like, uh, the the bonus thing content does does introduce the foot, but it's very different. Um, There's no Shredder. There's no mutant so far that we're familiar with. Um... Splinter is well. We'll get into Splinter. He's very <laughs> different. The turtles are uh, they they are they do resemble your characters, but there is one major change that caused a lot of controversy, and that was that Leonardo is no longer the leader. He is a wise cracking. He I guess they describe him as kind of lazy. Um, it He's the self described coolest turtle. Yes, and uh, and then they made Raphael. Uh, who's big and bulky and uh, the leader of the... And he and he's not really the angry version that we've seen of Raphael either. He's just kind of a... Maybe bullheaded and kind of... Maybe a little bit of a nitwit. Maybe not. I don't know. They're all kind of that dopey, I guess. But um, he he's not a particularly good leader, but that's... I mean, it, it does seem like maybe we're going to lead to a point where Leonardo may become the leader, but... And speaking to the way the Turtles act, this show has a definite Nicktoons of the early to late 90s vibe. Yeah. The anim- both in the animation style and the way the characters present themselves, I thought. It, you, I think you said, like, Rocco's Modern Life, and I think that's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, and the, the f- one of the earliest scenes where, right before the turtles are introduced, it shows somebody sitting at a table, and that animation was just screaming Ren and Stimpy to me <laughs> when I saw it. Yeah, and I, I think the more modern equivalent, I guess, is what I've read, is that it, it looks like Samurai Jack... And it looks like, when the other thing, I mean, I don't, I'm not really familiar with that show, and I know that it has a very much Teen Titans Go approach to it, which is that it's a little bit goofier, definitely joke oriented, less action oriented. There's a lot of action in this episode that they premiered, but it's not, um. There is. It's, it's just, it's very hyper. There's just a lot going on, I guess. Um. What was your... So, I mean, having said all that, so the turtles are different, the animation's different, there's no real connective tissue to the Shredder yet. Um, April O'Neil... The origins are a mystery. They haven't... They don't don't get into the origins at all. The other thing that caused some controversy online was that April O'Neil is now black. I don't really personally see that as any kind of issue, but... No. Whatever. I I don't... Those things don't bother me. It's just a version of a character, and that's fine. And, uh, yeah, but... I know that caused some uproar with some people. And the main difference I noticed with April, at, at least from my perspective, is just her personality. She's much younger. She's much more enthusiastic and right. wanting to get right in the middle of the action with the turtles. Yeah. Instead of being and the human connection to it, she's just another one of them. It seems. And that's almost. really it's 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 an extension of what Nickelodeon did with her in the last series. She's a teenager. Yeah. And she, you know, she learns ninjutsu and, you know, she begins, becomes a ninja alongside them for a lot of the show, later, later aspects of the show. So she's more involved, but they do start with her as more of a a side character at the beginning. This is, she's very much involved in, right in the action. Not unlike the fourth animated feature. 
Right, yeah. And that, I mean, there's roots of that in the, the comics a little bit of, of April becoming a, a swordsman and, and all that. And the Archie comics especially dived into that. Um, so that's all good. So, I mean, this version of April to me is not that jarring. It is, there's no introduction. She's already part of the team. They're friends with her. There's no explanation as there's to why they know her. No introduction to anyone. No, it just gets going. And it, it's making the assumption, which is weird because it's making the assumption that we know what's going on. With the turtles and who they are, but it's also called Rise of the TMNT, and they have no. Then what's also notable, they don't really know how to fight very well. Yeah, Splinter does not taught them anything. They have it's weapons. Should, but, we get, should we get into Splinter? I mean, yeah. So <laughs> actually, I'd like to talk about the weapons first. Okay, yeah. So the beginning of the episode, they have their classic weapons yep. to start, and then we learn what's the. I was going to look up the name of the actual episode. That's the first episode, but we get a little bit of introduction in that there's a new villain who's. Creating a lot of mutants, and he may be related to maybe he he had a hand in maybe creating the turtles at some point. Certainly an allusion to that. Yes, and it's he's voiced by John Cena, which is a strange thing to see after the <laughs> fact. Um, but and he's fine. It doesn't. It's not like I don't think John Cena's voice is particularly like memorable, so I don't. I, it didn't stick out to me. Um, so that I mean, there's some origins there, but it's all very mystical and magical. They go to a magical realm. Yeah. Um, well, with the weapons, you, as you said, they start out with their classic weapons. Mm-hmm. Their weapons are destroyed, and they go to the magical dimension under the city, whatever yep. that is. Yep. What was interesting to me, and I, maybe I missed something, but they found their original weapons again in this place, and then decided to ditch those for new magical weapons yes. that came up. And, it's, by the way, the episode, first episode is called Mystic Mayhem. Now, this show is going to be typically two halves, different stories. So 11-minute episodes in one. So you get two oh. segments. This is the only one, or there might be others, but this one was a full episode, two okay. parts. Um, but, the, like, the segments that are on Nick are all 11-minute segments um, of episodes. So, um, yeah, so they, they ditch their weapons, except for Donatello. He keeps his... his- original not quite traditional weapon it's a it's a bow staff but it's got a lot of technological advances he's got a shell that he's got basically one right it's got rockets on the end that spin (laughs) it really fast and he doesn't use it well and he always loses it or whatever but he also has a shell because it's soft shell he's able to like hold it's like a storage shell action figure he's able to pull a bunch of stuff out from under it and that's the main difference of him Oh, the other visual difference is that both he and Raphael have bandanas that cover their entire heads. Right. Whereas Michelangelo and Leonardo have more classic, just over the eyes look. And Raphael has had the the full head covering for a while now because of the movies. Well, even before the movies, it, I believe it was some fan content that um, that showed him with the full head bandana as well. Before the before the before new the movies came Michael out. Bay movies yeah. came out, yeah. So yeah, that, and I I like that look. I think it's kind of I, I think it's good to differentiate them a little bit. It is very jarring because Raphael is so much bigger, and it, it seems to change from scene to scene as well. Yeah, <laughs> there are some inconsistencies there, but that's the animation style. And it's going to be hard because of like I know the action figures haven't come out yet officially, but they are all relatively the same size in action figure form. So that's a little bit weird because yeah. Raphael is so much bigger, but I I understand the, the situation there of having to do that. Um, yeah, so they everybody gets new weapons. Raphael, that's probably the most significant change. He's I'd like got. to talk to you specifically about Raphael. Yeah, it it was presented as if the weapons were an upgrade from their classic weapons, <laughs> right? 
particularly with Leonardo and Michelangelo. Right. Raphael, however. <laughs> well, I don't know what the I name didn't of... quite see that as an upgrade. Did I'm you? sorry. We should have looked it up as what the actual name of the... It's a defensive weapon. It is. It's... And so are size, to be fair, for the True. most part. But They're they the sticks that they hold hand. down and they... And they... And protect the forearms. Yeah. And I guess the upgrade version is, and you, you'd see... There's a couple other of these bonus episodes that are available online where he is able to use the mystical because that's the joke in the new the first episode is that they get mystical weapons but none of them really know how to use them. Yes. And so he it does show him using those in another episode and they're very powerful. So I guess that's okay. the advantage. But so in the in the main episode, the yeah. premiere episode, they just generated some electrical sparks, right? Pretty much, yeah. He Leonardo was able to kind of teleport a Leonardo little bit. Leonardo had I thought it was an interest it was a great use of his weapon with the he he's able to open a portal mm-hmm. when he charges his sword up and he ended up getting caught in that portal and continually falling for most of the final fight. It's yeah, it's kind <laughs> of like um well it reminds me of uh there's a character that was in Days of Future Past that can use portals to bounce around. Nightcrawler? Not night, Nightcrawler can just teleport, but oh. there's a character in the beginning of Days of Future Past that does this. The Incredibles 2, there's a character. Oh, yeah, right. and then Incredibles 2, the movie that came out this summer, has a character named Void who has a very similar power where oh, okay. they jump through these force fields and can bounce around. So, yeah, and it, it is a funny joke. Um, uh, I think it's funny. I laughed and he got stuck in this void. It, it, it's interesting how they, they don't know how to use weapons. We'll clearly see them use them more. Um, but it's, um, yeah, it's just a lot of crazy action that was, but a lot of action and busyness, but they're not very good at fighting, so there's a lot of them just falling down for this first episode, it seemed like to me. And then the big, I thought the change that was really the most jarring was probably Splinter. Yes. So Splinter is depicted as this, he's very short, he's very round, (laughs) And he only watches television and is really lazy, it seems like. He's, yes. He, he did not come off as a sensei in any way. He no. came off as, um, like a, a 90s stay at home mom who watches soap operas all day. But Which, like, there's been a history of that with Splinter and his, his soap opera. Yes, watching. there has been. But that's the only element they seem to carry over. And that was the only element of his character. In he's episode. barely like a good father figure. Like he just kind right. of like he gets mad at them for getting in front of the TV. But and then what? I think I don't know if it's in, I can't remember if it was in this premiere episode or if it's another one that he uh, does appear to have skills as a ninja. I don't know if that was in that first episode. It, it wasn't. Okay, so there's another scene where he like he gets mad at them and like does like, some pretty significant ninja skills and you're just like oh so he knows how to do it but he just hasn't bothered to train them okay so that's going to be an element i guess that um it's very weird um i think it's meant to be funny and i guess there will be kids that maybe think it's funny but as a classic turtle fan it is probably the biggest hurdle to get around here at least in terms of what's going on yeah in terms of character anyway and they may develop that more they might, and he could change. I, I, and that's my main question for you. Do you get the sense from this episode that this is going to be a show where the characters do progress, or is it going to just be, like, jokey adventures? I believe it's fully the second. It's going to be whatever fits the story of the episode. Yeah. They're, they're going to be fluid characters, and they'll act in whatever way serves that that particular situation. That's what seems to be the case with the episodes that are also online. They're okay. just kind of these standalone things with some weird mutants. 
Um, and they're okay. And you're not going to get the over. You're not going to get the multi-episode arcs you did with the 2003 series. I would really doubt it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And maybe you can see them changing like the dynamic. Like it, like it's like it does seem like maybe there's potential for Leonardo to become the leader. Um, and that's so. That's my first question for you. Like, well, not my first question. But I've asked you several questions, but you're a Leonardo guy. Sure, you Since love Leonardo for his leadership. Leonardo um, leads. So, what is your feeling? I mean, maybe when you first heard that this was going to be the change, and then um, and now seeing it in action, what do you what do you think about it? I love it. Do you? <laughs> and the reason? Ben Schwartz. Oh yeah. Okay. He is not your typical Leonardo at all. Nope. But I feel like his voice acting really solidified what the character is now and what they're trying to do with it. Yeah, okay. And they've they've kind of switched it up, as you said before. Raphael's no longer the hothead. So He's, angry, yeah. anyway, yeah. And now Leonardo's a jokey one. Donatello is still technical, but mm-hmm. he's a little... He's a lot more confident than he's been in any of the other I th- he was iterations. The, he was the one that I thought was the funniest. I like, thought, I laughed, actually, at some of his comments. I thought the most consistent with the previous shows was Michelangelo, and right, they yeah. really didn't utilize him a lot, at least in this first episode. Mm-hmm. They, were, may, they may do more later That's on, the case but. with the ones I've seen, too. He's not... Um, there's even an episode where it's just Donatello and Michelangelo. Okay. And... You still, he's very much still Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. Like that's someone that feels because we're familiar with that. Yeah. But at the same time, in this new realm where the other characters are much bigger personalities, yeah, he seems like a little bit of a third wheel, oddly. Inter- yeah, it's interesting. So we'll see how that progresses because now you have the party guys kind of being overshadowed by the funny, sarcastic Leonardo, and then also Donatello is funny too. Yeah. So it's it's weird. You have a lot of these. Everybody's supposed to be funny, but it's supposed to be different dynamics of it. So yeah, you, you build up the other personalities, and Michelangelo, who was previously the biggest, is now on par with those, so he doesn't seem as like as much. I think that people that maybe thought like maybe Michelangelo was too like immature or dopey in the last Nickelodeon series probably won't like this show because that's how they're all behaving, right? You know, and I think that that's probably going to be a, a deal breaker for a lot of people. But like, okay, so. Leonardo is played by Ben Schwartz, who people know from Parks and Recreation. John Ralphio from Parks and Recreation. He's a comedian. Several shorts with Jake and Amir. Yep. Um, let's see. Oh, he was he was on um, House of Lies for a long time. So yeah, he that's he's, he's a real up and comer. Yeah, he's very funny. Um, Raphael is Eight Mile. I don't really remember that, but um, oh really. Yeah, um, but yeah, he is on the show Ballers. He's good on that. Um, Josh Brenner is Donatello. Josh Brenner is notable for being on uh, Silicon Valley. He is um, he's not a, not technically a main character. He plays Big Head oh. on the show. He's like a he's in quite a bit of the show. I don't know if they count him as a regular, but um, not one of the main crew. He's always kind of on to the side, but he's very okay. funny on that show. And then the other one, I'm not I'm not as familiar with Brandon Michael Smith. That's Michelangelo. And I'm looking at his thing. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, he apparently was in Dirty Grandpa. I don't. I didn't see that. Um, she's all that. I don't know what he played. <laughs> wow. Well, these are small parts though, so I don't know. Gridiron Game. He's been at it for a while. Yeah, I mean, he might. Those might have. He might have been a kid even because he looks pretty. He said he was born in '89. So. Oh wow. Um, so he played a kid and stuff. So I don't. I'm not real familiar with him. And then, like we said, John Cena is a Baron Draxum. That seems to be our big bad of the series, although. Because it's John Cena, he's probably not in very many episodes, I'm going to guess. Okay. Um, then other... April O'Neil is Cat Graham. I'm trying to see if this is somebody I know. 
She's in the Vampire... Oh, she's in a lot of episodes of Vampire Diaries. Yeah, looks like she might be a regular on that show. 17 you, again. Do you think the teleporting puppy will be in the show a lot moving forward? So April is going after this puppy thing. I don't know, but the action figure of April O'Neil has that figure alongside her. So that may be her, her sidekick. Her might be her sidekick in the show. Um, yeah, so that's the... Um, that's the cast list, and I, 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 so far I like them. Um, I don't have any beefs with anybody really. I think all the, all the voices are pretty good. Um, so I mean, that's not a criticism for me anyway. Um, was there anything that really stuck out to you, kind of voice acting wise? No, I thought the voice acting was was great in this episode. Um, everybody seemed to portray their characters pretty well. First episode of anything, it's super hard to get a feel for who the characters are. Yeah. But in this, I thought it was pretty clear. Yeah, I I like um, Omar Benson Miller as Raphael. I, I'm a I'm a big Raphael fan. I don't really have I don't have any stake in whether he's a leader or not. It's never really been something I've always wanted from the character necessarily. But I think it works here as a comedic element because he's playing a guy who doesn't really know how to lead anyway. Yeah. And so that's kind of fun. I like that he's this big bulky guy that he knows how to be strong, but. I, I, maybe people think oh, he's to be too dumb, but I think it, it's endearing and it's not. Um, he, he's leader by default, not not necessarily by choice. Right. Yeah. He. I, I liked the aspects where he, and this is in I think all the episodes I've seen, is that he he's being the leader, but he's always like asking for input from the other ones. Yeah. And he's like, oh wait, can I do that? And they're correcting. He's like, and he doesn't get mad about. It. He's like, oh okay, good note, good note. Let me do that. And <laughs> so I, I like that aspect of it. Yeah, I think there's some charm there, and I liked, like I said, I really liked Donatello. I thought he was really funny. Um, and yeah, Ben Schwartz, I'm a fan of Ben Schwartz, so I, I enjoyed that aspect. Um, so just so you know, the other episodes currently online, there's the full 22-minute Mystic Mayhem. They have uh, episode 4, part A, is a Repo Mantis, and that's the Donatello Michelangelo there on an adventure where they clearly go get their new um, battle van. Oh, okay. It, and then they, go and they have to go repossess an RV from a puppy owner in the wood. It's very strange. <laughs> like, Interesting. Yeah, that's that episode. Is, is there any teleportation or magic involved? Uh, the praying mantis guy is a mutant that he's a repo man. Um, um, no, but it's crazy. <laughs> There's. I, I kind of feel like the mutation element of the previous shows is being replaced with a more of a mystical... Yeah, well, th- this world just is, contains lots of mutants and we're not really like asking how they were made and they're yeah. just here. Um, the next one was, um, it was the first part of episode three called A War in Pizza. This is April O'Neil working at a Chuck E. Cheese type pizza place and the robot that does a little animatronic performance goes haywire and Donatello comes to fix it and he fixes it too well and he becomes sentient oh. and attacks him and everything else in the place becomes and it attacks everybody and it's goofy and crazy and they fight off whack-a-moles that come alive and I actually laughed pretty hard. There's these there's a birthday party going on and April is like sent them all away except for two of the kids. And they keep getting stuck in things and they they're obviously enjoying what's going on. I thought it was actually kinda of funny. Um and then um episode two part A was the introduction of the foot. It's called Origami Tsunami. The foot are made of paper, the foot soldiers? Really? Yeah, and it's it's mystical. There there's these foot soldier foot, foot leader guys that have foot tattoos on their face, but they're mutants, hmm. and they're making foot soldiers that are made of paper. And it basically just exists for the turtles to, when they attack them, they they explode into confetti essentially. And you said these additional episode 
parts are available on nick.com. Nick.com. If you have a, if you can log into your cable provider, you can watch these. Okay. And then the last one was called Newsworthy, and this was one that sets up a character who is behaving like he is the nemesis of the turtles, the biggest, their greatest villain. And it has this quick montage of things that they've encountered already, but clearly we've never seen before. And he's a tiny little worm man. And he used to be a news anchor. And he thinks he's this most uh, biggest villain or whatever. And the episode's kind of about that, but then it's also the turtles don't care about them. They're chasing after this mystical hippo. And that's voiced by Rice Darby from, like, Flight of the Concords and stuff like that, which is kind of fun. And the worm guy is kind of, like, this side thing that's going on. It's very... It's so weird. I'm asking... I'm describing all these things, and these are only 11-minute episodes. Yeah. And it's just... It goes by, like, crazy. That... The pace uh, of the first full episode, they accomplished a lot in their 22 Oh, yeah. Minutes. And these new ones, they're just, like, throwing characters at you, and it's just, like... It's just assuming that you know this world. I mean, it, they, there are episodes that play as if, like, it could be part of season four or five. Okay. Like, they're just going. They don't care what you... They don't... It's like, doesn't matter what the origin is. We're just having fun with the the universe. Um, of all of them, I liked the newsworthy one with the worm. I just, it's so weird, but I actually thought that one was the more entertaining of them. Um, you got some more fighting where they got a little bit better with their weapons. Um, so we'll see more action, I think, as it keeps going. But, okay... I think we need to just get to it. I'd like to talk about... I mean, this is the Old Millennials Remember Network. Yeah. So I'd like to talk about the appeal to our generation who right. grew up with the Turtles. That's what I was going to ask you. There's, like, there's several things that I, I... I liked how they integrated them. Okay. Um, first thing you see, or here rather, is, is the intro song. Mm-hmm. And a clear nod to the original... Ninja Turtles. Very much in tune. Yep. It's faster, but yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Same content, re- repackaged. Yep. I I like that. They've they've attempted that in the past. As yep. They've done it a little bit. I think this is the most clear version of that. They've really like yep. leaned into it. Yep. Another one I liked was Michelangelo's new weapon. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a new weapon. It's very similar to the weapon he had in the original mm-hmm. cartoon series. After they banned his nutchuck. Ex- nunchucks. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought that was a cool callback. And that thing, I'm trying to remember now, I think he uses that a little bit in the first Nickelodeon series. He has his nunchucks, oh, but he, I think one of them pops off. Okay. So I think it's similar. It's not quite the same, but it it's kind of like that. It had a thing that shot off. Oh. But he just used it tight. It wasn't, like, heavily used. He just used it a little bit. But this is this is all he has as a okay. like a thing that in the new show. It's just a, that thing that spins around off one. Ah. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, I like that. But, it, yeah, I, it definitely is reminiscent of the old cartoon version. Yep. Um, well, yeah, I mean, like that was that kind of gets to my question, is that, what did you think of this? I think we were all, I think fans of the Turtles, when they saw the trailer for this, we were all pretty worried about my, this. My initial reaction, seeing the designs just by themselves, was, I'm not interested. Yeah. This is not for us anymore. Right. <laughs> Watching the show, and... I watched it with my my two daughters, ten, oh, okay. ten and yeah. four years old, and it held their attention. That it, that's who the show I I feel is aimed for more mm-hmm. than the, the past um, series, especially the two thousand three series. That was for our generation, sure, really. for sure. Um, and and we talked about the Nicktoons vibe and how it yeah. fits with that kind of style. Um, but after watching it. It was it was entertaining. It was fun. It it kind of reminded me of when I was a child watching mm-hmm. the original series more so than the last two have. Yeah, I think that 
I'm kind of the same way. When I was first hearing about this, I, I was just like, well, that's not... I, I don't get mad about this stuff. I, I kind of understand and get that there are kids... This is, this, is a, this is a franchise that evolves every time there's a new generation, right? Sure. So Nickelodeon, those kids aged out, so it's time for something new. Same with 2003, same with when we grew up with yeah. it. So it changes, and those kids get something different. So to me, to latch on to one version is not... Doesn't really make sense. It's never been anything that I care about. I don't. There's things I like about the fran- the series, the franchise, and there's things I don't. I none of them bother me. The next mutation show to me is very bad. Yeah. But the fact that it exists <laughs> doesn't bother me. Same with uh, the Mick- Michael Bay movies. Like I don't really like them, but they're it's fine. Like I, th- it's okay that I don't like them. That's, it's, that's interesting. You brought up the next mutation that completely yeah. blew the next thing I was going to say out of the water. Which is what I was going to say. I thought it was. Very interesting, the the juxtaposition of watching this show mm-hmm. and then going to the ads that came with the show showing the 2012-style Turtles. Mm-hmm. They're still using those in their advertisements while they're launching this new show. Oh, really? And I was going to talk about the compression of time between one series to the next. Mm-hmm. But you just brought up Next Mutation, mm-hmm. which came out immediately after... The original the show. Original like, show. tail end. The original the show had the last season or two where they completely changed it. They had you know, the new villain, the new animation style. Maybe it went to a different network even? Like, yeah, they, they maybe switched have. channels? Yeah. I can't remember for sure. But bringing up Next Mutation, you you reminded me that that came up right after what we had yeah. watched. So there, this really isn't that different in, in, in time span between series. Yeah. The real... The real oddity now is the 2003 series because there's a huge gap. It was. It was back. a. It was a big gap, and then we. And then there was a pretty big. I mean, so we had that show ended. Let's see, 2008, seven ish. You know, you have. Is that including the flash forward? Yeah, I'm trying to think. There was like seven seasons, so maybe seven years, but it was all. Con- some of that was consolidated, and then we had that 2007 movie, but then. Nicolo, there was a little. I think I feel like maybe there was a two-year gap between like really yeah. having much on TV when before Nickelodeon bought it. Yeah, and that was changing the distributor. So there was yeah. It was a, I mean, they had to start from scratch. Whereas clearly Nickelodeon had this. They number one, they stretched the last season of the Nick, the first Nick series right. out a full year, and they only had maybe ten episodes to really do. I mean, they just stretched it out. Yeah. So they knew that they they were obviously planning for a switch. Um, so, yeah, they definitely were intending for this to kind of, like... And I get it. It's a franchise. They want to keep it fresh and keep making money off of it, obviously. Right. Same with toys. Like, once you sell those, you got to move on to the next thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I... Is this my Ninja Turtle show? Probably not. I think it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It seems... And it definitely... It seems like it's something that might be more successful than the last Nickelodeon show. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is, it feels like Spongebob and Spongebob lasts forever. It just has that jokiness to it, that funness that seemed, kids seem to respond to. I can't speak to that because my, my oldest is seven. This is right in her range probably, but yeah. my kids, the other kids maybe. This is the one that she would probably associate with. Probably. She knows, I mean, I've, she's obviously just because she's my yeah. daughter, she's seen a lot more and so she's familiar yeah. with other that, versions. That age group. Though. Right. That's what we're looking at going into it. Um, and uh, jumping back a little bit, yeah. when we were talking about connections to the earlier, seri- mm-hmm. earlier series and everything, Cowabunga was used at least twice in that first yeah. episode. I went and ro- watched the trailer for this on mm-hmm. YouTube and one of the first comments was Booyakasha. Right. And that I was the Nickelodeon. Yeah. They used that. Yeah. So. 
There's and, there's turtles for every generation. And then and in the 2003 this, show... This is just the next one. Yeah, 2003 show, they... Michelangelo tried to say Calabunga in a few different episodes, and he would get shut down by saying it. And they yeah. would do like they had like I don't know they did something else, but and I, they had a, they had that in the two thousand well whatever the the first Michael Bay live action movie as well. Yeah, they like they tried to put that down. This is fully embracing the Calabunga thing, and it, yep. it, so I think that um, what happened with the Nick show, um, the first one, the CGI version, yep. a couple things like number one. It seems like they put a lot of money into it. It's mm-hmm. a slick-looking show. It looks good. Clearly, I think it's probably expensive. The ratings started dipping down. I don't think Nickelodeon necessarily handled the, the way they scheduled it very well either. Mm-hmm. But it also, it became a thing where it was definitely like trying to be a show that appealed to the older fan too. Oh. It was trying to be new and it gave you new things, but like... Whoever, the people are running it, and this is why I really like it, is that they were bringing in things that we knew. Yeah. And so my generation could enjoy it. And I, even when people say, like, oh, that's back, why? Like, yeah, that's probably terrible. Like, no, that's the one you should watch. Like, you'll probably enjoy Nickelodeon run more than you'd go back, than you would enjoying the 80s ones, because those are really, they feel really dated. Yeah. And they're old. Whereas I feel like what you're chasing is that nostalgic feeling. Right. You could watch those episodes and they're like, oh, here's Bebop and Rocksteady. They're a little bit different. They're a little bit. But they're still kind of the way it was, and it's like, oh, okay, I get that vibe. Yeah. This new show is like, forget all that. Like, here's <laughs> this new show. Yep. These are the characters. This is for you. We're being crazy. It's, it doesn't matter what came before. It's not the same thing, but it's the same essence. Right. They're just, they're basically trying to create the now version of what the 80s was without yep. trying to... That- Yep. Hitch on to nostalgia. That's a great way to sum it up. I, and, I agree. And I gotta give him credit for that, yeah. honestly. I think that to, in order to be fully successful, and I think that they if they announced that they're doing a third movie now, the, the Michael Bay... You know, you're not familiar with this? What? Yeah, so... Oh, um, this, is, uh, this is big news. Platinum New, Platinum Dunes is uh, pursuing... Uh, they have a writer. They're writing a third movie. It right. sounds like they are rebooting it. Okay. Um, I, I was aware of that. I didn't... I, I thought you were saying this was a continuation. Of no, I, it doesn't sound they're going to continue the continuity. I don't know okay. if it's live action. I don't know what they're doing. They okay. have a writer. Yes. So uh, it, very clearly, they're, they're they seem to be turning a page, right? Yeah. Um, and I I I, I got to give them credit for that. Like yeah. we're trying to let go of that and be its own thing. And I think that that's what you have to do if you want to be a longer running thing. I think the last generation is really survived on being nostalgic and I, yeah they were really smart about it too because when 2012 came out sure enough here you are you and i have children right yep it came out at a time when our generation's having kids and introducing our kids to turtles so it helped to be familiar with the version that we knew right at least enough that you could say like that's what i grew up with but they weren't quite ready for their own version yet yes Whereas now, and maybe, you know, I guess a cynic would say that, like, okay, we're, we're just, all we're doing is copying Teen Titans, all we're doing is doing, like, Spongebob-style crazy humor. Yeah. But I would say that if that's what's on trend, and that's what you want the Turtles to to continue on as, then that's what we do. And yep. I think it's also a good opportunity for for them to, at some point, realize that you can do this animated show, and then maybe do, in a couple of years, a movie where they go the dark comic roots and it feels really fresh because we have this other thing going on right and we can have a whole new thing so i don't know i think they're i don't love it it's not something that i'm gonna like tune in for all the time maybe i probably will because i can't <laughs> help myself but i don't know like i'm not I'm, I'm i'm not negative on it i don't feel like i like i felt about it a few months ago yeah i i would agree after seeing it 
it it's a completely different opinion. Yeah, it's it's not my turtles, but I I'm okay with that. I think it could be its own fun thing, and that's okay. Like, yep, we're all there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so the show will pick up here in September. I think they Correct. have a full. 22 episodes, which is really, like like I said, I think that's 22 20-minute, 20 like, they'll be halves, so right. there'll be a lot of content to kind of stew over, and maybe this podcast, will we'll check in on it maybe we'll, we'll later address, in the fall. We'll address the progress. And see how it's going. You can check those other episodes out, obviously, and, um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes from here. Yep. That's it for this edition yeah. of Ninja Turtle Talk Live. Hey, t- stay tuned. So, uh, <laughs> oldmillennialsremember.com is where you can find it. We'll be uh, on your uh, podcast uh, stitchers and your anywhere Google you find plays. your anywhere your podcasts yeah. are sold. And this is a podcast where we'll be talking about all aspects of the turtle universe. We'll talk about comics and old shows and all that sort of stuff. But we thought, hey, this came out. We got to talk about it. But we'll check in in a few episodes again and see how we're doing with Rise. Of the TMNT. Thanks for tuning in. The Turtle... What's the title of the show? Ninja Turtle Talk Live. There it is. We didn't take any calls. Is the phone lines going? Nobody called this this time. Oh, man. Next time. Maybe next time, huh? All right. See you later.